Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Tapcalf Transmissions. I am Corey, joining me as always is my co-host Mr. Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing Justin on this big Star Wars news day? Good, I'm busy. Welcome everyone to both. We're doing one of the rare double Tapcalf streams. Uh, so I'll just kind of explain what's going on for everyone who's watching on YouTube because this is a big day so we're probably reaching lots of... Uh, Lots of new faces. We're basically doing a live recording of our excellent podcast, Tapcalf Transmissions. Uh, links, as always. Name. Excellent, yeah. You don't think it's excellent? Well, I'm just saying that's. it sounds like your name. That's, that's the funny part. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, it's ex excellent, yeah. Uh, podcast Tapcalf tap Transmissions, though. You can find links to that down in the uh, descriptions if you want to just come back and listen to the audio version later. And uh, if you are listening to the audio, you'll probably notice I published this at a different time. It's kind of important news. Um, so next episode, we'll be back to our normal schedule. Did we decide what we're doing next time, Corey? Next week, we are doing Dark Tide. No. Is it Dark Side Onslaught now? We didn't do the second no, Dark Tide we, book. We did er, both. Ruin. We did both. Oh, it's uh, James Lucino's then. The first James Lucino okay. book. And, okay. Yeah. Agents of Sweet. Chaos. Uh, Jed Jedi thingy. Whatever. That's the one. Yuzhan Vong number four next time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's... So start reading if you haven't. Um, and the last episode, of course, if you missed that, we did the uh, the Brotherhood book, which didn't really add a lot to my viewing of these first episodes, but we've got a lot to talk about before we get into Kenobi. This was like the day of uh, Star Wars news. Um is there something in particular you want to start with? I guess the first thing we got yesterday, the first big thing we got yesterday was the Andor trailer. Yeah, so uh, Star Wars Celebration is on, and we, were, uh, we weren't we were able to go this year, so we are here mm -hmm. able to talk about all the live stream stuff a few hours later. Uh, yeah. So there was a lot announced yesterday and today. We got the Andor trailer as well as some Lego tie-in sets for Andor. Uh, mm -hmm. that were Those were announced today. Uh, the Andor trailer made me more excited for the show than I was, and I think if I if we were to make rankings of like who was excited for what show at what level, uh, Andor was probably higher on my list than a lot of people's because I was already a bigger fan of Rogue One than uh, than you, for example. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to even more after the trailer. I I like when they do stuff that's a bit more focused on one planet, showing like one planet's experience with. Uh, with the Empire or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, see those case studies in galactic history. Because it, it seems like we're going to have the Mon Mothma side of things as well as uh, Cassian's planet and a few other places. But it's kind of like the the situation with Lethal in Rebels where yeah. one of the things that I find interesting like... about the show is like, oh, we get we see this without it being like immediately galactic importance for every element mm -hmm. of the show like the movies tend to be. Yeah, so what do you think is going on on that planet? Is like a shipbreaking yard or something? People were saying they spotted a, like, they could, I couldn't quite understand what the debris was. Um, someone was saying it was a Venator or something, but I didn't yeah. really see that. But not saying it wasn't, I just didn't see that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know that there's anything particularly special about it. I don't know mm -hmm. if if they have anywhere else they need it to break stuff up. Could just be like under Draca, the Imperial yoke somehow. Yeah, I think part of it is just like everywhere in the galaxy was impacted by the Clone Wars in some way. Mm -hmm. And under the like later periods of the Republic, there were still a bunch of planets that weren't really integrated that highly, mm -hmm. but everything started going more into the galactic war machine and the Clone Wars mm -hmm. and. Uh, and uh, under the Empire. So I think part of it is just an element of that rather than it being necessarily a particular important ship-breaking world or whatever. 
Yeah, it's uh, my kind of theory is they're taking people from that planet in particular mm -hmm. to. It looks like in one of the last shots we get to see like that it's like uh, facilities on a lake. Yeah, and then. On a later shot, you see what looks like underground, but you can see kind of water falling down. So my theory is that's like some sort of manufacturing plant or something, maybe even something related to the Death Star, where they're pulling people away, kind of forcing them to work at this top secret place. And maybe that's kind of why Andor specifically, or Cassian specifically, is like interested in fighting the Empire. I mean, we know his family kind of has some separatist ties as well, or they did. So they were never fans of even just the Republic, but maybe someone he knows gets yanked off to that kind of secret lake facility yeah like the it seems like there might still be some sort of involvement from like planetary governments or something because the lego mm. set uh the main one that was shown for the andor tie-in was like the uh the drop ship like the mm. the transport which it's kind of lat-y but yeah. it's got a crest on it that isn't the imperial one Mm -hmm. So and it comes with the like the blue suited people who aren't like who aren't stormtroopers. So mm, I don't know okay. if they're like imperial affiliated groups or if it's still like oh we're getting more people who are uh, like the on the planetary government side working for the empire or what the situation there's going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my theory was that see I I I kind of figured that was an imperial lat and that I was wondering if maybe they were like in the CSA or something corporate sector authority. Um, but yeah, that's that's interesting. So maybe it is just a planetary like security force because it kind of looked like a demilitarized lat almost because it's missing like the big the ball cockpit or the ball cannons and stuff. Um, it certainly got less guns on it, so that's interesting. Uh, I I just felt like the trailer did a really great job of uh, of capturing kind of the kind of like Rogue One did, where it's like original trilogy aesthetics but like still new like the u-wing for me is the best example of that where like yeah. fits perfectly into kind of ot ship design but is also just new yeah so yeah that was a that, that was i really love that trailer too that one that instantly especially like seeing coruscant and stuff really kind of it just felt very fresh kind yeah. of like rogue one in, in a way so so good and stuff we're actually getting a lot of Coruscant in the stuff that's been shown off so far. We've had kind of two major trailers with the Andor one coming out, as well as today a Jedi Survivor trailer dropped. Mm. Uh, our first look at Jedi Survivor, which is the follow-up to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, mm -hmm. And we saw the scene with the Powen, who I think a lot of people assumed was the Grand Inquisitor. That was my it's initial thought as well. Definitely not, But though. he is not. Uh, it's, yeah. He's an Imperial Senator, and that is on Coruscant. Oh, we, we know there. that? We know uh, he's an Imperial Senator? Yeah. If There was a an interview with uh, Stig Asmussen that was posted mm, at the okay. same time, and it has a few shots with like uh, with some captions, and there's one that's of him in the office, and it's captioned an Imperial Senator on Coruscant. So. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of obvious it wasn't based on the age. We know that this is five years after the original game, which actually kind of puts it around Kenobi, Kenobi time. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, the Grand Inquisitor is always kind of portrayed as being somewhat young. Uh, so, Powell just kind of look old because they've got the the lines on their face. But yeah, yeah obviously, obviously different. So that's interesting. As senator, I, I kind of did get the feeling that he wasn't. Uh, a Jedi or a dark Jedi or, or whatever, but I didn't know he was a sender. That's, that's very interesting. I've kind of got a bit of a theory for this trailer. Um, for do you want to give general thoughts first or do you want me to just dive right into it? Uh, 
yeah, I'll go go with your go with your theory first. I'm going to assume that anyone watching at this point has watched the, the teaser. If you haven't seen it yet, it's like a minute, minute and a half. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. a teaser for a video game. Cal fights some stuff. Well, mm-hmm. not much to say other than whatever our, our theories are based on it, and maybe a bit from the internet yeah. mistake. But uh, go ahead. And and I'll admit I am. I'm going pretty kind of like, again, like you said, we've got a minute and 20 seconds. I'm making lots of logical jumps here, but I, I still think what I'm saying has at least some logic. It, right, it's so, Darth Revan in the tank is what you're saying. <laughs> that's what everyone's been saying. It, it looks like Revan. But, um, okay, so the title of the game is Jedi Survivor. I think it's kind of obvious that that's referring not only to Cal, but also probably whoever this is in the tank. Yes. Um. My theory is that this Jedi was injured during the Clone Wars, because uh, if you look, he's missing an arm. He seems to be missing his, uh, I think it's his right arm. Uh, he's missing his right arm, and he's got very long hair. The tank, the last shot of the tank, he's not like in some facilities, in some place that's covered in moss and, yeah. and vines and stuff. So I'm guessing he got injured during the Clone Wars. The Jedi, the clones probably weren't aware that he was still alive because he was so badly injured. Hence the loss, the loss of his arm and whatever else, and um, they kind of just forgot about him. That's why his hair is so long. If you look at his skin, it's covered in these lines. Uh, my guess is that's probably because, um, probably because of like, back, back, like back has been flowing through his veins for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I thought was interesting is that the character that that Cal is fighting later. One thing I didn't notice, too, is there's turrets also shooting at him, so I kind of wonder whether it's, like, a fake-out and some training or something. There's yeah. turrets firing at him. But the guy he's fighting with also only has one arm. Uh, or at least he's very clearly only using one arm in the fight. So I'm kind of wondering whether it's the same guy, um, what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, but, but That could I, definitely like, be it. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad theory. Like, uh, there was one other part of the interview, which we can tie into that a bit, where... Uh, Stig was saying that one of the themes with the game is survival. Like, they're all doing what they need to do to survive. So uh, they're going to be working with some people that they otherwise probably wouldn't, like unsavory characters. And Mm -hmm. he said that there was hints of that in the trailer as well. So my initial take is that he's there's probably some sort of relationship between Cal and the Palin Senator Mm. where they work together for something. But that could also fit for, if you're correct there, uh, if it is like a training situation and Cal is learning from this Jedi or fallen Jedi who mm-hmm. he finds in the back to tank. I definitely agree that he, he's he been there for probably since the Clone Wars forgotten there because like it yeah. is a very overgrown room. Yeah. Uh, Luckily for him, there's still electricity going to the to the tank or else kind of... It kind of reminded me of, uh, of Thrawn's from his, like, his cloning chamber. Yeah. Like under the lake from the, the duology. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was assuming it's a back to tank or some sort of suspended animation thing, but it, it is possible mm-hmm. that it is like a, yeah. a cloning yeah, totally. cylinder. But yeah. you probably wouldn't clone them like without the arm to start with. So that doesn't One seem... thing that I found kind of interesting is... Just like uh, on the topic of arms and hands, I think Cal has a has a, a robotic hand. I don't, it's never been confirmed, but he always has gloves on a glove on that hand. Always, um, no matter which outfit you wear, uh, even at the beginning of the game, even if he goes in the Imperial um, Inquisitor outfit that you can get, he's always got the glove on the one hand, and he gets shot during Order sixty six. So, kind of wonder whether he might have a, a robotic yeah. hand that's just never been confirmed. 
if the glove does fit, you must have a robotic hand. That's, that's what everyone always says. Yep. Jedi law. Yeah, that's why Michael Jackson, we all know he had a robotic hand. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Uh, so, other than the the possibility that the tank guy and the lightsaber guy is the same person, any other theories on who either one might have been? Not really. Um yeah, I I don't I don't really know. It's possible that they're just more inquisitors, but I, I kind of don't think so. Yeah. Like I I feel like they're probably going to try to do something a little more interesting than that. That that was initially my first kind of reaction when watching the trailer, especially because that guy that we saw who you pointed out as a senator is Powen, so it's like maybe he's the grander inquisitor or something. Um but yeah, I don't know, do you have any any theories like that? No, it uh, like when I when I first watched the trailer and saw like the white hair floating in the tank, I was like, "Oh wait, is that Marin?" But uh, yeah, beyond that, I had no no indication yeah. of like who specifically any of it might have been. Yeah, slow down. It's like, oh no, okay, those are probably man pecs. So <laughs> yeah, and but, uh, there was like a brief moment after Marin was like, "Oh, is that uh, shirtless boomer guy from Nathamir?" But yeah, yeah, it doesn't no, look like not it. Either. It looks much not- younger. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, interesting. I wonder if Cal kind of if if he knows him or not, but yeah, well, well I'm I'm very excited for this game. The first one is great. Um so any kind of hopes or desires you have for a follow-up? Uh not really. Like I I'd be perfectly happy with uh like the same general gameplay we got last time with mm-hmm. the follow-up on that story. It does leave with, with the 5-year gap, it does leave more time for uh, Cal to show up and other stuff and maybe flesh out a bit more of the interim with other stories. It does seem mm-hmm. like Cal is probably one of the uh, one of the few video game characters that's likely to make a few more jumps to different types of media. Yeah. Where we got a bit of like Inferno Squad and stuff in some of the books, but mm-hmm. uh, and it's possible Aiden could end up in a live action situation, but I think if I had to put one character from any video game to end up as our biggest chance of a live action cameo, it's a uh, well, mm-hmm. Cal or BD already we already got that. So Cal is in second oh, yeah, place. A solid second that. place. Yeah. Not the same BD, but we got the the droid type. Yeah. And one of the other sets was uh was a BD Lego set, so cool. We both kind of commented as well on the, the Kyle Katarin vibes from him yeah. in this in I don't think that was an accident. Like that Definitely shot not. from behind, like that's Kyle Katarn's pose, like it's gotta be on purpose. Yeah, like the you could p- pause at any point in the uh, in that fight scene, and I think like mm-hmm. it gives such big uh, Jedi Knight vibes, like especially when it's coming in from behind Cal, and you can kind of just see like his pants yeah. style and shirt style is even kind of Kyle Katarni. Yeah, the if facial it was just hair, a little like, more. Yeah, yeah. Cal just is the new Kyle Katarn. Mm-hmm. So he's going to yeah. disappear in the middle of whatever war comes after. Or I guess maybe the the First Order stuff, him disappearing during that is what happens, and he gets his almost <laughs> murdered by this next Sith Lord after Palpatine comes back. True yeah. Kyle Katarn fashion. Be great. Um, all right, anything else you want to talk about for that? We've, we do have a little bit more news. We got the announcement of, well, what we had been calling Grammar Rodeo. It's actually, yeah. what, what did they call it again? Uh, skeleton um, Crew. John skeleton Watt Crew. Starring Jude, Jude Law. Law. Yep. Yeah, so With, that should be interesting. Uh, yeah. We got so, one piece of artwork, but not really much to go off of. Yeah. I've been getting kind of uh, Stand By Me vibes from the whole Skeleton Crew mm-hmm. setup. 
Like it's yeah, it's a coming of age thing with a bunch of kids, but more for adults. But. Yeah, it could be st- like Stand by Me or the other kind of. Th- there's also like the Spielbergian, like yeah. e. you know, stuff. like the ET or yeah. w- whatever else. I really doubt that the plot is going to be it's a bunch of kids that find like a dead clone trooper's <laughs> body in the forest or something. <laughs> that would be sick. Um, <laughs> They're yeah, like, like, like well. a super eight, maybe. But yeah, um, either way, that that would could low key be good. I mean. It's it's hard to really speculate. We don't, we know very little about it. There was also another show announced today that sounds like it's more for children. Uh, it's called well there there was two. There was a a Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, yeah. which um, which my son and I are going to watch. I'm sure he'll love it. And then there was uh, another show set in the High Republic era, yeah. which is called uh, Young Jedi Adventures. And I think that's probably why there was a little bit of confusion about what. Uh, because for a while people were saying Grammar Rodeo was going to be um, a, a High Republic show, and I think that's probably where some of the confusion yeah. came from. Yeah, and I, I do wonder if there's any intentional reference to the Young Jedi Knights and Junior Jedi Knights with that, because it's like yeah. it's a title you could easily come to independently. But yeah, uh, totally. It's probably going to be the same kind of theming. Probably fewer ancient Jedi Master Cats, but I mean, I don't want to say that. For, I don't want to say that for sure. <laughs> yeah well yeah uh I, I had a list of a few other things now so i think we got through most of it we did get a few titles for uh some of the high republic novels but i think it's mostly the high republic uh young reader novels like i literally can't remember stuff, but... like more than two character names from the high republic it's just like the second we finished that last book they just <laughs> all left me so like i don't know what's gonna happen when i go to read these next ones but like i've I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we oh, both no, had yeah. that happen, like between the, the three books that we already read for it. But I think we also generally ranked them like yeah. medium to high for that, most of them, especially Kevin Scott's. But yeah, yeah, I just I still still really disappointed with how kind of Wave One ended, where just kind of anticlimactic. So yeah, yeah, and I, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of the still a fan of the idea of kind of going back again, but. We'll see how it goes. My kind of curiosity here when it comes to all the High Republic shows is whether they're like High Republic in name only because they're in that time period or whether there's going to be like any meaningful kind of, um, you know, connection with the, the era. I think the the Young Jedi Adventures one probably is, whereas mm-hmm. like Acolyte is getting much closer to the prequels. Because uh, yeah. I think one thing with Young Jedi Adventures is that you probably don't want to go in with the knowledge that like, Within ten years, Anakin's going to be killing these characters. Right, so you got a bit of wiggle room. It's like, yeah, oh, they, these ones might have died from natural causes. Yeah, and Skeleton Crew is taking place in five ABY, I think, so around the Mandalorian time. Oh, they did say that think... for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's at least uh, I saw a bunch of articles saying that. I don't think I caught it on any actual streams, like any mm-hmm. of the actual official announcements, but. It seems to be pretty, at least pretty widely agreed upon, which I, I think means it was said officially. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's any speculation there. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into Kenobi on your list? or? Uh, how many more days? Are there any more days of actual announcements? Is there? I don't really know how it works. I feel like this has been a very unfriendly celebration to anyone who's not there in person. Like... 
I guess they are doing some of the live streams, but like lots of the stuff has not been. Yeah, like um, there was a Mandalorian season three teaser for just right. live attendees, which uh, is coming out in 2023 as well. So Fallen Order in 2023, mm, Mandalorian yeah. in 2023, which makes sense because Andor starts in August, late August, I think. Yes. Uh, the 31st, which means and that's it's 12 gonna be episodes going, long. So yeah, so uh, that's September, October, all the way to the end of November, which means that if spring uh 2023 is the mandalorian there's probably a few months in between there there's a few months in between obi-wan and andor so yeah i'm just pulling up the uh i'm pulling up the panel right uh, the the panel stuff right now so there is still some stuff um i'll just kind of go over it today's friday so started or we not much left for today by the look of it tomorrow we've got a mando panel people are speculating there might be some stuff some people are also speculating the trailer will be shown. I kind of doubt it. They did the same thing with Mando Season 1 where they showed exclusive footage to those in the audience. And that yeah. never made its way out. And that was like the first look of the show. So I think that stuff is probably going to say audience only. There wasn't a whole lot there. You can find like bootleg versions of it. Um, but yeah, so that's on Saturday. Um, Saturday also, interestingly enough, we get a look at Tales of the Jedi. Which it explicitly says on this thing is a animated anthology series of shorts so we'll get some idea of what's going on with tales of the jedi uh sunday we get a look at the bad batch um uh it's gonna give us exciting hints of what's to come in season two so maybe a trailer and then uh finally on sunday we also have from 12 30 pacific time to 1 30 a look back at star wars visions it's called a look back a lot of people are speculating we might see season two announced as well i wouldn't be surprised yeah, I think uh, an announcement could happen. Uh, I think if anyone's hoping for a trailer, that's probably several bridges too far. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's out, it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, it really depends. Like, I also think it's possible that maybe they they started work on season two. Like, they had more than... Maybe, like, maybe they contacted a bunch of studios at once and had some working on season two at the same time. Like, who knows? Um but uh, I, I, what I'm most interested in, really, out of any of that, is the timing for Bad Batch. Like, when is that coming? Yeah, like that. I don't know where that could fit in, even uh, if we assume that Mando season three is like early-ish next year, early spring. They next said Feb. I think didn't, Did they didn't actually they say, say February? I think uh, they said that sounds Feb that sounds right. So yeah, let me just double check. And then we know we have Andor season two next year as well, which and Ahsoka. And perhaps a movie, so it's so like... It, yeah, it's possible one of those gaps later this year between, like, uh, between Obi-Wan and Andor would be probably wishful thinking, but not impossible. Maybe for the end-of-year slot, if there's... It's like, it'd be weird that there's nothing showing in mm -hmm. in December. Yeah, which would... that would be weird, because December's always kind of Star Wars time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it's, it is specifically coming out, or uh, it, it is February for sure. At least that's when it's scheduled, um... Things could always change, yeah. but yeah. So one th one possibility that we discussed too is a split season. Um, yeah. I I'm not sure if that's likely or possible. Um, I I mean, season one was was pretty long, so yeah. I'm assuming it'll be another 16 episodes. So like eight right. and eight split could happen. Yeah, it definitely could. I mean, uh, they may also be willing to have some crossover as well. So we'll see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anything else you want to talk about before we move on to Kenobi? Uh, no, I think that that's most of the big stuff, at least. 
Did you just watch Kenobi once or did you watch it again today? I only watched it uh, last night when we were all yeah. watching it together. Because you and Charlie yeah. were kind of drunk. So I, I figured you'd be rewatching it. Uh, I, was, I, I, I was sober. I didn't rewatch all of it. I mean, yeah, I, I got a pretty good idea of it. I kind of forget the character's name. Is that what Ben Kenobi was his name again? Um, uh, but yeah. Bon. Bon, right. Bon, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk Kenobi. I was going to rewatch it, but then like I... I streamed this afternoon, and then the Fallen Order trailer drops. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing until yeah. Tapcast yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, highlight, definitely live-action Foleen. Yep. <laughs> um, other cool. than that, right off? No, I'm joking. Well, one thing we talked about is they must have really had to have an internal conflict about whether to push this back because of it starts off with a, a massacre at, a, at yeah. the Jedi Temple. And like given the events of this past week... You know, it's it's just really unfortunate timing, um, but I mean, yeah. Whether it would yeah. be like pushback, uh, even just adding like some sort of title card, or yeah, avoid like making a different decision with how you were going to show off the the scene in the first place. Like, I I get that. Like, I, I think it. Did you pay attention to the group of kids at the start? Like, is it? <laughs> Is the whole one of them is Reba thing? It's kind of hard to tell, but yeah, I I assume one of them is her. Yeah, so if that's supposed to be the introduction to the character, like you can you can do something in Order sixty six without actually having to show that part of Order sixty six. Like it, Mm -hmm. it's questionable whether there would have been any appropriate time to release it. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, I mean. It's they've always played, yeah. I I wouldn't expect them to shy away from Order sixty six generally, just like, but because of recently. But yeah, um, what what what, is, what were your overall thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it more than uh, the first two episodes of Book of Boba Fett, uh, mm-hmm. and I might have even enjoyed it on average more than the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, uh, okay. which is more than I was expecting to. Like I wasn't particularly interested in the show compared to some other ones coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, it like it is always nice to see obi-wan and like ewan uh as obi-wan uh like just the kind of uh a lot of the prequel actors being more appreciated now after mm-hmm. a lot of shit that they went through 20 years ago and being able just just that out of universe element of it is nice uh seeing yeah. how like hayden's reacting to everything and ewan and uh but the yeah i I, i'm not sure if i'd put it above mandalorian but it's definitely in that ballpark Mm. for me okay that's pretty high praise not quite that high for me i really loved mando episodes one and two well yeah i I should clarify i wasn't as like as much as i enjoy the mandalorian i I probably also have them a bit lower than Mm -hmm. than yeah i agreed um yeah there were like it felt very kind of uh it, it was definitely what I was expecting. Like, my dream Kenobi show would be different. Like, I think we talked about this before. I would probably want something a bit more kind of thoughtful, a little less kind of action-packed. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever really on the table. No. Um, and this is really... This really does feel, I think, more than any of the shows so far. Like, this does feel like a prequel. Um, a prequel show. Like, yeah. it, I think it captures a lot good and bad of the prequels um like there were parts that definitely felt a little unfocused um but which i definitely minded a little less today when i went back and watched certain parts (coughs) excuse me um 
There are parts that feel a little unfocused. There's some of the kind of interactions are a little bit awkward, but there's also like obviously a lot of heart there. Uh, there's a lot of charm, and the story itself is is good, which is what's most important. Um, and, and yeah, I overall, like I said, it's got the good. Most of the I I really love the prequels, especially Episode Three. Um, so it's kind of got that feeling for me. Yeah, it definitely does have some of the schlockiness of the prequels as well, but yeah, for sure. Uh, to a certain extent, that is just Star Wars, so it's hard to use a lot of that as an argument against any particular Star Wars property without it just being an argument yep. against Star Wars. Right, and like I, I, th- I think this is a show, especially where you can't rush certain things. Like you can't rush the kind of emotional development stuff, like. You can't have the Qui-Gon appearance in this episode yeah. and have it pay off. Although, after this episode, it's like... It's absolutely gonna happen. Almost certainly going to happen. That's um, also, like, the one thing that we know Obi-Wan did between episode three and four at some point, though, too. So Yeah, he killed Maul, he cut up a fish, and he talked to uh, Qui-Gon. Yeah, That's like, pretty much it. Obi-Wan, some homework for you I have. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's... Like you said, definitely going to be there. And it's probably going to be that, like, the Inquisitors are going to be a bit of a sideshow to, like, what's actually going on in, like, the mm-hmm. the kind of main emotional. I, I do see some people having some issues with, like, the Inquisitors, especially the main one. I don't really feel that. Like, there were parts yeah. where, where it felt like, you know, they were a bit awkward. But, I mean, it also felt very honest to how they are in rebels as well like the inquisitors have always been a little goofy um i've seen like criticisms of reva that are saying like oh well uh she just comes in and yells at people it's like the show is aware of that the show like they're doing that on purpose of showing that as a weakness to her yeah that she's like she's she's entirely overcompensating yeah she's just angry at everyone and everything and it's hurting her ability to actually be effective yeah, and she's, like, impotently angry, too, where she's, like, slowly running off after the shuttle and there's nothing she can do because she yeah. just, like, completely fucked herself. But, yeah, I, I I like how... Is it the is it the second brother? I can never remember the Inquisitor name. What's the other one? Um, uh, is that the fifth brother? Fifth brother? Oh, yeah, she's... Yeah, I, I can never remember, but the fifth brother. I like, I like how he's much more measured, where he's just, like, I kind of just want to kill Jedi. Like, I'm not here to, like, torture everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like... And she's just like, I'll, I'll kill you for fun if I want. Um, yeah, like she, they, they have a specific mission of like, we're looking for the Jedi. This is what we're doing. And we're, where she's going into every town like, yeah, I'm going to murder all of you if you don't tell me what I want to know. And then everyone else is like, okay, chill. That's not going to help anyone. We're just going to have a mm-hmm. bunch of dead bodies on the floor and a bunch of paperwork to do. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, so what was I trying to say? I just got an email saying my my Kenobi review got taken down, so I gotta put that on private. It's the YouTube editor; it's so bad. Um, for the, I, I don't know if anyone's interested, but I, when I was editing my uh, Kenobi video today, I accidentally. If you've edited videos on YouTube, you can uh, I can almost guarantee you've done this. Sometimes you'll forget a little clip down the timeline, especially where you're using like movies or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I did that. I left a little clip like an hour down the timeline, so the entire uh, review got review got messed up yeah i i've never really had any success with the with the online it's editor for aw- it's it. awful yeah like it's... i'll have a one minute video try to cut off the last five seconds and then it's like oh i'm gonna process for six hours is that cool with you yeah i i used it once 
for I think what was it happen? I forget what happened. I think like oh I, I like I wanted to blur I think someone's email like I was doing a live stream and somebody emailed me something yeah. and like it showed up on screen and like they were fine with it but I just wanted to be safe and it did do that successfully but anything else just like it's just garbo yeah. it's garbo it's garbo time yeah. so the yeah the at the scene where Obi-Wan and Leia are getting into the uh, getting into the ship uh, she obviously stabs the Grand Inquisitor but we know we know he's not dead he he has he has plenty of flying off to do in Rebels still yeah, and I think they've actually shown him in trailer scenes that aren't in the show yeah. so far. So, like, yeah. They're Getting like, stabbed in they... the stomach is not generally a fatal lightsaber situation. We've seen plenty of no. people come back from yeah. that. So. Even getting your entire stomach cut, up, cut like your legs cut off, is, is, it seems to be fine. If you're like, angry enough. Fennec had it worse, and he, she had much worse access to, to health care based on what Bobo had to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they basically fixed her up in, like, in a radio shack, so... Yeah, she, it's she's like a Radio Shack combo with a tattoo parlor. <laughs> yeah, so so he's definitely fine. People are like, "How did they break lore?" It's like they didn't. I, they, they didn't. Like, if if you don't like it, that's cool. I understand, but it's not a lore break. It's just a it's a, it's a fake out. Which you could definitely make a good argue that star argument that Star Wars has too, too many, many fake outs. outs yeah, but. Yeah. There are plenty of people coming into this who like didn't watch Rebels as well, so there's possibly some stakes for them. But I, I do think it's a, it's a thing they do too much. But I also don't think it's a stretch that like uh, his stomach gets poked and he's still alive, mm-hmm. especially on a planet that is like generally imperial loyalist. It's an ecumenopolis probably has, or at least there's a big city there. They probably have some medical facilities. Yeah, it's the, it's got it's the other sex crime planet. Yeah, yeah, not good. What did you think um, of uh, Kumail's character, the the fake Jedi? I I really liked him up up until the end. I thought this kind of like I mean I still liked him at the end. I thought his interaction with Reva was a little goofy, yeah. um, but I I thought uh, I thought it was really clever to have like because especially at this point where like the Jedi the legend of them is kind of dying off. People yeah. kind of just think they're like these weird mystics. Um, so to have one who, and and I, I find it funny how we both kind of knew. When he was doing the shutter trick. It's yeah. like, yeah, that that that's like that's fake. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I love that idea that. of like the, yeah. the the fake psychic Jedi situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, that reminds me that I called the uh, the Raelians last night with the message. <laughs> Did they get back to you? They didn't. No, they didn't. Those bastards. Yeah, I was trying to warn them about Doctor Michael Morbius, PhD, MD. But <laughs> maybe they'll get back to me later. Uh, but yeah, that that was funny. There there were two things that I really liked. That and I thought the uh, the clone was an interesting idea too. Um, yeah. Where like yeah, I mean these clones have been, uh, you know they've been tossed out on the street and the only thing they know to do since being born is how to kill. So it's like veterans yeah. in real life have enough trouble. Um, space veterans are gonna have an even harder time probably. Yeah. Especially with. Uh... They're all like the galaxy's not super fond of clones right now. So even being in the five hundred first doesn't get you. Uh, yeah, doesn't get you that retirement plan. I gotta say that's something I didn't. I, I didn't realize he was five hundred first when watching it, but that's a cool detail. Yeah. Uh, do you think he recognized Kenobi? Uh, I I don't think so. No. Okay. Which would, would you have liked if the, if he had, or would that have been a bit too much? I feel like they're. I don't know that what that necessarily would have added to what they were doing at that point. 
Yeah, like I, I could see it being a cool plot point for somewhere, but hmm. uh, and maybe that just leads to it being a better choice to not include it in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm fine with what we got there. I don't think uh, yeah missing out the opportunity for a clone to say. Thanks, General, General. Kenobi, let's get some clankers. <laughs> is that what he was gonna say? <laughs> well, um, the, the 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 coins make a clanking sound in his cup. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. Um, I uh, this is one of the reasons why I really like the Bad Batch as well. Um, I think the Bad Batch is kind of slept on. I think it's added a lot to Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. I like the like. And people are wondering, like, one question I've seen a lot is like. Well, they just threw the clones away. Why? And that's like I think the best thing that the Bad Batch season one started to do was like show the beginnings of a clone rebellion, and we're gonna see more of that in season two. But you know, there's a, a very real reason for like why the clones are like this, and like they are, you know, they've got some humanity yeah. and stuff. And I think that adds a lot to kind of. I think we both still have some disagreements, or we we still think that maybe the inhibitor chip thing could have been done better, or maybe not. But. Um, yeah yeah the chip really isn't my fit do you think they like got it taken out when they when they left active service is that a thing that just or that just doesn't do anything anymore is that maybe? well it seems like like based on bad batch like it kind of feels like the chips just stop working a little bit after a while yeah um or like they become less effective because mm-hmm. we see like clones even those who aren't uh ch- like who haven't taken their chip out like we see some of them up. Yeah, they're they're still chipped up, chipped up and bricked up, uh, <laughs> still, you know, disobeying the empire. So I th- I think that's probably going to be a revelation of like season two that like the chips have a have a a life or that you know if you push too much eventually they just won't work anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone just realizes Crosshair is actually just a shithead. So. Yeah, well, that, exactly. That's the other side of it. <laughs> Crosshair well, did, is... doesn't he not have a, a chip active anyways? Like, didn't wasn't that the big yeah. reveal at the end of season one yeah, that he is just an asshole? He's just a dick. Crosshair's just a dick. Right. <laughs> I need to rewatch Bad Batch before it comes back. Yeah, uh, I really liked it. I think Bad Batch had. The, I still think Bad Batch had the strongest season one of any of the animated shows. I, yeah, I believe sure. that. Um, having said that, I do. I've really been wanting to rewatch Rebels again. Um, yeah. So. We I might think, need to uh, figure out a way to incorporate that into the pod. Yeah. Didn't you rewatch it like last year as well? Because I know you uh, st- two years ago. Yeah, I think. So I thought you started after me it and Dana started, and then I like I'm still going on that rewatch with Dana because we've had like Big Brother and Survivor to watch and stuff. But uh, yeah. we're we're just getting to season four now. So yeah, I think season three is my favorite. Um, season four is really good too, though. But. Yeah, I don't really remember. I, th- I think I think it might have been longer ago that I watched it, but it, it might not have been, to be honest. It feels like it was pre-pandemic, but maybe not. Yeah. Well, we, we really should work that in somewhere. Maybe once uh, yeah. shows slow down for a little while. We uh, could have, like, uh, just do, like, three episodes at the end of it, each pod or whatever. Yeah, or even, like, a, an episode per season or something. Or, yeah, we'll yeah. figure something out. We should definitely yeah. do that, though. Especially yeah. with how many of the characters are going to start showing up in, yeah, uh, in live action in the next couple seasons of everything. Honestly, probably even justify like three episodes per season or like I don't. I, what are they like? Sixteen episode seasons? Uh, it's like a few, they're closer to twenty. They're four. It's seasons, a little so. easier with because uh, like 
one thing I like about Rebels is it's not like the Clone Wars where it's like Clone Wars like one season feels like five mini seasons with the arcs yeah. uh, and like I like how Rebels is a lot more kind of free form than that yeah um, but yeah that's honestly like I think the Rebels plot thread and like the Ezra and Thrawn stuff is probably the 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 storyline in Star Wars that I'm most interested in mm-hmm. and I this shows I'm sure, sure not going to touch on this on that um really besides for the inquisitors but um but yeah like that's clearly going to be part of uh part of what's coming up so yeah exactly yeah in um ahsoka and everything which did yeah. start filming but uh so sure. obi-wan he's uh he's working at a <laughs> at a fish farming factory i i got a bit of a problem with that because the, the implications from that it's like from i assume is that the fish is from like tatooine's old seas but it must be fucking ancient and stinky I, I, i'm not sure if it's like from the ancient seas or if it's just like a weird desert creature that like swims through the sand and they okay nail that makes somewhere. sense yeah I, I guess that makes sense too because like there's a yeah. ton of uh a ton of just general sci-fi as well as star wars in particular that does treat like certain critters going through the sand almost like an ocean mm-hmm. it is the the dune sea so yeah that's true having yeah, more aquatic looking creatures with it yeah. like you have the okay. crate dragons that are really big and they're like they're almost aquatic looking they're not like yeah leggy beasts based on the at least the the new look for them not the the kotor version but even the thing from bokobo if that kind of was yeah so he's he's cutting up the the sushi every day, taking a, a brick home with him. He's all bricked his, up on the way to his home. Force, to his foreskin horse. Yep, and his, his Jawa buddy who's robbing his air conditioner of parts and trying to sell them back to him. Oh man, that hit, that hits me hard because I just found out I got to replace uh, the AC line in my car. <laughs> yeah, I really know Fucking what Obi Wan's going through. <laughs> my AC's broken too. I'm just like I'm just watching that. I'm just, I'm just like snap. I'm just like a that was me just like just just fuming. <laughs> So should we maybe talk about Obi-Wan's state of mind a bit? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, um, I can appreciate what he's going through, and I can understand why he'd be hesitant to, like, go out and using kind of the, oh, I've got to watch the boy situation as a screen to keep him away from yeah. having to do anything. Yeah, people are like, Obi-Wan's, people will in the same breath say, oh, I love that Obi-Wan has PTSD video, and then complain that Obi-Wan's staying on Tatooine, not doing anything. Yeah. So it's like, and that is, I think, part of the issue with the prequels in that, it's not really it's not i don't know if it's a fair issue but like the prequels are so like they're they're they're, in a way they're so silly and lighthearted that it's kind of like yeah anakin murdered a lot of children you know what i mean um and like these things are really really bad but you sometimes kind of forget what it'd be like because it's star wars and it's so you know yeah yeah like he's he's been through some some real real shit thanks for moderating naked hd.xyz chat on my channel Corey. No problem. Just remember, you can all go check out naked dot or naked dash HD dot X Y Z if you want to go find enough watch stream girls here. Yeah, if you want to get your computer infected uh, before the end of the stream, speed run it. But um, but yeah, I I, I like Obi Wan in this. He's he's interesting. It's like he's not, you know, like he's been through some shit and he's not as likable. He's not as heroic as he used to be. And yeah, I, I like that because there's going to be a moment where that changes, I think. And yeah, like, oh, he's still the same guy he was. He's just like, it's, he's not ruined, you know? 
Yeah, he's had 10 years where literally all he's had to think about is like how he might have messed up, how he might have been able to do something differently, what yep. went wrong in like the Clone Wars in episode two. Episode He doesn't think of them as episode two and three. He probably thinks of them as like, <laughs> oh, back in the day. But yeah. uh, <laughs> you ever see that video where it was like... <laughs> He's like, you knew my father? And he was like, yes, I was a cartoon character. He was a cartoon <laughs> character just like I was. <laughs> like, I've mentioned yeah. that a few times on the podcast, but it was, yeah. maybe it's an image, but fucking hilarious. Like, enough pushing is still getting him out of that mindset, but, like, the idea yep. that, like, oh, I, I'm kind of afraid to do these things now because I don't know if I'm capable of them, it makes sense, because he, he's been through a lot. He's seen a lot of shit happen to the few people he had the opportunity to care about because he's been mm-hmm. just like this basically Jedi mind bot for yeah. the entirety of his life. He doesn't know how to interact with people. Like mm-hmm. he's lived in the Jedi temple. He's existed as a Jedi and that's basically it a, in his a, life. Yeah. Full-time incel. So yeah, like the, uh, the idea of him living in regular society alone is very different for him. It's mm-hmm. not something he's ever had to do before. It's not yeah, something he no, really totally. knew how to do. That's, especially a, that's a good when, point as well. Yeah, like especially when one of the issues with the Jedi Order is how disconnected they got to the people around them, which is yeah. It, were Obi Wan sometimes portrayed as like one of the like more hoity toity Jedi? Um, yeah. <laughs> where you know, like like he probably like he probably had like a shoe sh- like a shoe shine droid and didn't think twice about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's a really good point as well. Um, and we know he's not going to be like this forever because he's not like this in A New Hope. He's yeah. very heroic and brave, and he's ready to get off planet, and he's ready for Luke to seize his destiny. Um, he's bared, he's basically out of a lot of it by the end of episode two. Like he's still struggling with things, and like what would the show be if he had nothing to? Yeah. Like if he was just super action hero Obi Wan immediately, then mm-hmm. like he's clearly going through some stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like it sh- it shows us that when he he's like he's got to turn the force back on, and it's like. He's got, he's got like the rusty water coming out for a few minutes when you turn the tap on for the first time. So he's yeah. like, "Come on, <laughs> trying to catch uh, trying to catch Leia." Yeah. Speaking of Leia, uh, it, it is unfortunate. Thank you, Walter, for the donation there. But uh, that that her uh, her friend that was posing as her was not technically even... not Winter, but like we, yeah. it, it, it's basically Winter as yeah. far as we know, like yeah, the new iteration yeah. of Winter. Yeah, I like that. Um. Yeah, so for those who don't know, who haven't read the books, Winter uh, in the old Expanded Universe was like, she looked a lot like Leia, and she was kind of Leia's childhood best friend, mm-hmm. and she would often do that. Not only that, and then when they were older, she she's pretty much more of a child, or more of a parent to Leia's children than Leia was, but yeah, she also banged out Merle Akbar on the regular. Yes. Yeah, like That is entirely day. canon, that is not implication or inference, that is 100% in the text of the books. Yep. Uh but what did what do you think of Leia overall? In, I like in the her. Show? I mean, it's like some people are gonna, I think, rightfully be like, okay, you basically just made a little version of Leia. Like she's like sassy, just like Leia's, and you know, kids are a little more complex than that. But it's also like it's she's it's fun. Like it's fun. I yeah. liked her. I thought she was a cute kid. I've got kids too, as some of you know, listening and watching. Um, and yeah, I thought she was, you know, spunky and. And yeah, I, th- I thought that was cool. Uh, kids can be really bad actors. Uh, yeah. The kids can be painful. She definitely wasn't that. Um, yeah, 
They made yeah. her a bit too precocious. I think she precocious, and I think yes. she does look a little younger than ten, which is how old she's supposed to be. Yeah, which is yeah. part of what makes some of the lines come off across as like, okay, you're you're talking a little bit older than you should be. But overall, I thought like the uh, kind of defiance that you'd get from a lot of kids was relatively on point especially like oh i just got kidnapped now i'm supposed to listen to this other guy like oh, yeah, do yeah, four yeah. tricks for me now i'm gonna run away and do something <laughs> yeah. kind of stupid like yeah. i i think that i think it was all pretty good I mean, that's kind of what kids are like yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they don't understand yeah i agree the casting age was was definitely a little off um but yeah it's like maybe it's like you know how on tatooine it's like you go from being 20 years old to like 60 yeah. in 18 years it's like the opposite of alderaan yeah. yeah it's like all you're getting is like nice weather it's like living in like bc or some shit <laughs> alderaan looked uh looked really good i um i'm glad we got yeah to it see did the planet before it explodes yeah it, it's funny because it looked good it looked like <laughs> it looked bad in a good way <laughs> like kind of where like it looked it looked like a cheesy Star Wars planet exactly like yeah. it did in Episode Three, which I really liked. Um, like they could have completely they could have ignored it and went with like more of the Old Republic route, which is like less, you know, it's it's got definitely got like an early two thousands. That I was like talking with Hidden Xperia about this, and he was like, yeah, it's got that early two thousands aesthetic. It, it totally does uh, the early two thousands sci fi look, um, where they could have just instead had just like gleaming like slender more modern looking towers and i'm really glad they kept it to the original spirit yeah so seamus and chad is saying the the actress is turning 10 in a few days so that means she was probably uh, like eight eight ish mm, when yeah. it was filming which when you're that young like two years is a pretty big difference but i don't yeah. think it was so off that it makes it like a problem just that that might feed in a little bit to why uh some of it does make her seem like she's talking about stuff in a way that makes her seem older than she is well, looking a bit younger than so, yeah. Well, it's also funny because like, <laughs> I, I kind of wonder how old the newborns were. <laughs> um, yeah, they were definitely like three when they come out looking like they're eight months old. <laughs> like, I feel so bad for Padme. No wonder she died. She just gave birth to a to a twenty pound to two twenty pound twins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's lost the will to live and <laughs> yeah. Also, all of her abdominal muscles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh. Someone better have lost their medical license over that shit. <laughs> Saying "uwa" is not going to cut it anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, good shit. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just like I, Luke looks. I think a bit closer, maybe to age, but yeah, we we didn't really get a, a good look at him, and I, I'm assuming that he's going to have some sort of adventure with Obi Wan and coming up but uh we are it, it also looks like we're gonna get more of owen and probably baru than i initially thought as well i was expecting maybe a, a cameo in a scene or two but it seems like the conflict between uh obi-wan and a in owen is probably gonna extend a little bit farther in mm -hmm. yeah that that's that's interesting too i really like owen's uh character um or like, it, it's kind of. I, I feel like Owen and Baru have got to be the characters who have like the most impact on the 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 weirdest ratio of like impact on the main characters to time they actually get discussed. Like yeah. Owen and Baru raised Luke, and it's like the second they die, they're pretty much gone. Like yeah. they'll get like a mention like every ten expanded universe novels, but like other than that, um. So I'm like, 
I think I, Brea Organa takes the takes the cake there. Then yeah. Owen Brew, then Bale, who like you'd think Leia would talk about a little bit more as an influence yeah. on her, but she's got a lot of play in the new EU, uh, yeah. which I like, like in Bloodline. But um, but yeah, like I I want to see like I don't know, like these aren't the Dursleys, you know what I mean? Like these seem to be good people, um, and yeah. like. When whenever Luke does talk about them briefly in the in the Legends expanded universe, I can't I can't uh, think of him talking about them a lot in the new EU. Um, it's always positively so like any he, like he's obviously trying to protect them and he obviously cares about them. So I would like to see you know some some sweet moments, I guess. Yeah. Even just even if it's like at the end where like Obi Wan kind of realizes like he's got to wait for for uh, Luke to kind of come when he's ready and maybe just sees them have a happy moment or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's easy to come out of episode four kind of seeing Owen as an antagonistic force because, like, he's telling Luke to do his chores as a, like, yeah. late teenager, which, yeah, instead of letting him run off to go to the military space academy for the, for the space fascists. <laughs> okay, maybe yeah. that was the right call. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm curious to see more of them. Do we know whether... Uh, Baru's coming back, like the actress from the prequels. I, I, I knew, think she is. Okay, I knew we knew Owen was coming back, but I'm pretty sure they were it, both announced together. It's it's hard. It, the closer we're like what eight years away from from episode uh, yeah. four, it's Look, getting harder and harder to justify. <laughs> her and Owen and Obi Wan have some rough years in there. Yeah, it's like it's, it's going to be a scene that shows them like all getting addicted to crack. <laughs> it's like that, that's how that they extent. hash out their differences they're all just like doing a bunch of meth in the workshop yeah and like they fall asleep in the sun in the sun yeah, yeah. that'll do it to you mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's good stuff i, I gotta say one thing I, I didn't i thought vader at the end looks kind of lame let's uh, see for a second though anik like anakin scars have never looked good Mm-hmm. on like the episode three version kind of held up in the original resolution but yeah, like we were talking even, about that yeah like higher depth versions it's it's hard to make that look convincing mm-hmm. and I, I i don't love it but i, I don't really it doesn't bother yeah me, yeah i didn't hate it either i just thought it'd be it was just like his face was kind of wide but it's like why not just show the back of his head or something that's a very very nitpicky complaint though so i mean in episode six it looks more like he just fell into a puddle of baby powder rather than he got like completely messed up so yeah. i don't think you need to have him be as messed up as they did so yeah especially where like his face isn't really the thing that takes the most damage it's no. like his lungs his legs his, his limbs his pride his, his dickus it's like all that you know is what really suffered yeah no, I, I, we're probably gonna get a lot more of Anakin mm-hmm. in the next few episodes as well. So. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Like, because they gotta, like, I'll I'll be a little frustrated if like they brought Hayden back, but like he's completely wasted. I, and I don't think they will do that. Um, but like on that topic, I I, I was kind of surprised the the Inquisitors knew his identity. You were you weren't though. Well, like Obi Wan has to find out some way mm-hmm. that it's Anakin. So, like, it's a bit of an offhand thing that she went and was able to dig around in archives and kind of get that information. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's... Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think all good. of them know it, or is that, like, some knowledge that she has, given that she's obviously somewhat different than the other Inquisitors? 
I think it's like it's information that she has because she cared to look it up. I feel like it's mm-hmm. the kind of information that the other in, like it's probably not just like public knowledge or available to everyone, but these are like Darth Vader's hit squad who have access to a lot of information on Jedi resources. So for like rosters of who the Jedi were, you'd think that'd be information made available to them. And it's probably only a few jumps from there to realize that something doesn't yeah. add up with Anakin's story. So I don't think yeah. it's unrealistic that that's the kind of information that Reva was able to get to. And I think I do think it's something that the Grand Inquisitor, if he wanted to find out, either already knows or could find out, just didn't care to as much. Because like Reva I, is so obsessed with finding Obi Wan, yeah. Right. So it makes sense. Like, yeah. who do you go to if you're looking for Obi Wan? Who are you also looking for? It's Anakin. Yeah. And finding out from there that Anakin is Darth Vader, like I think that's a, a logical thing to be able to do if you have the kind of resources that a Jedi hunter is probably going to have access to. I'm kind of wondering, like, did they need to say that he was Anakin? Because I forget in the temple does does because uh, I know he watches uh, Anakin calling Palpatine. Does he hear him say Vader? I think he does. I think he knows Darth yeah. Vader is his Sith pseudonym. So like, they probably c- could have just left it at saying Vader because I remember in Legends, there's like I think it's in. D- Dark Lord, the Rise of Darth Vader, yeah. where Obi Wan is like he's on Tatooine and he hears the name Vader and he's like, oh shit, he's still alive. Yeah, and Chad is also pointing out that the it that Reva was at the temple, so if, oh yes, like okay. there is the possibility That's that she call, saw it yeah. that way and that yeah. the oh I looked it up in the archives is a a cover story that would also kind of explain why she's a little more like why she's so fucked up like yeah like why she's got kind of that weird because she's she's I, I like how she's like horrified of vader in a way like at the end she's like he's gonna find you like she's like almost warning him like genuinely warning him as much as she is threatening yeah. him where like she she definitely saw some shit that's a good point though but yeah, yeah i was gonna say I, I knew i knew he saw the conversation with palpatine i couldn't remember exactly what they said but yeah Right. Any uh, any last thoughts for the for the two episodes we've seen so far? Uh, I'm really glad they they did a two episodes at once. I think it would have been a little um, disappointing if it had just been the one episode because that's a good setup. But I think the first two really make kind of a better arc. Um, so I'm glad they decided to because originally it, the, I think episode one was supposed to come out last week. Um, so. So I'm excited yeah. to see kind of what's next. And they did the thing they've been doing as well, consistently, where uh, they show they showed us a lot of what we got so far, but not a lot uh, kind of not like we, we haven't seen a lot past this episode other than the stuff on. Is it is it near Nur the Inquisitor base? But it's nerds. They're a bunch of nerds. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, we're going to leave off the questions for this week. I've been kind of combining them for the last few weeks because uh, the way it's probably going to go for the next couple episodes is we've got the uh, the next the Agents of Chaos book next week. Uh, so we'll do questions related to the NJO that we've been piling up for that episode. Uh, right. The week after that, I don't know if we'll have anything specific coming out that we need to talk about so it's a good chance we'll be back on tales of the jedi uh and if that's the case we'll be able to fit in a lot more questions that are related to other things unless we get through all of them next week because mm-hmm. okay. uh, we got that's a good. couple of the questions that we got this week were related to uh some of the some of the books that are coming up a few that are related to like future eu stuff 
there is one question from this week related to Obi-Wan, uh, right. and that is, how would you rank Obi-Wan in terms of power from Christopher? Uh, for me, he's definitely in the top 10 for lightsaber duels. Unsure how you'd rank him in terms of force usage, but definitely top 10 for moral character. So where's our Jedi power rankings for Obi-Wan coming in? Uh, I, that's like Revenge of Sith talks about that a lot. He's a, he's a very good defensive duelist. Um, and like against a Sith, that's very effective. Like we see that, like he, he, he's basically on his back feet the entire time when he fights Anakin on Mustafar. Uh, where Anakin, I think, if you were gonna like just say which Jedi is more powerful, it's, I think it's obviously Anakin. Like, he's the chosen one and everything else, but yeah. it doesn't really matter because you know Obi Wan's mindful. He's he's doesn't lose himself to anger. Uh, he play he's he's got the defensive technique. So I think like a lot of the battles he fights, he matches up quite well. But he also you know gets his ass kicked by Dooku in Episode Three. Um, yeah. So because Dooku's he's- a bit more thoughtful. He's kind of like the embodiment of the whole give yourself over to the Force and then what the Force wants to happen is going to happen. He's kind of like the 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 key instrument to the Force Jedi, which makes him really damn good, but uh, it's not quite as good as some of the individual duelists for the Sith. Like the Jedi yeah. Council, when they send him for Grievous, a lot of the supplementary materials are like, we're sending you because you are our yeah. number one guy here. So yeah. he's definitely yeah. way up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's beating like Mace Windu in a lightsaber fight most days. I think he does really I, i'd put him above i don't know mace. i don't think so uh, maybe i just think mace is like the pure combat jedi sometimes. yeah or obi-wan is like i guess yeah there i don't think it's that i don't think it's super one-sided either way that fight like i think they just no they also talk Edmonton about how mace is like Calgary. the best duelist in the order Although they also talk about how Obi Wan's, you know, he's like kind of accidentally mastered and perfected his, which technique is it? I can never remember the lightsaber. It's, Whatever it's his defense. You. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the dragon from Never Ending Story, but it sounds like that. Well, well yeah. So, could be interesting. Uh, yeah, and Obi Wan has more of a, I think, more of the Force skills than Mace does, other than shatter points. Mm-hmm. So pure offense versus pure defense. I don't know. I think the Obi Wan's most impressive feat is in the Clone Wars when he fights off, he fights off uh, Savage Maul, and I forget who else at the same time. Um, it's like a three-way battle. I can't remember. I can't remember when it is, but Savage, uh, Assage, Menage, Atwage. Yeah. Um, we should just check uh, if we want to know the definitive answer. We should just go to. Uh, Supershadow.com with the the midichlorian rankings. Oh for yeah, let me, let me let me look that up. It's probably on archive.org still. Yeah, no, I, I can find it. For those who don't know, Supershadow was um, oh, for a close personal this. friend of George Lucas who posted the scripts for the episodes one through three, as well as uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve before mm-hmm. any of the prequels were out as well as all these uh, weekly insider interviews with George Lucas. In, uh, For a long time, it was like, uh, not just weekly, it was like, it was like um, daily. Because I used to I used to read it. It's funny because he did this really smart thing, even though he was a, t- he was a total moron, where when it, before episode three came out, a lot of it leaked kind of, well, for one, it was a lot different back then because they used to have the episode... Like, they used to have a webcam on stage, or on set, where yeah. hyperspace.com members could just watch it. But um, but 
he so on his site he leaked um kind of a lot of stuff that was going to be in the trailer so like there's like a, a crumb of credibility there um alongside you know just a bunch of shit yeah right, here we go i'm on most powerful jedi super com. oh no it's broken damn it no, i think grievous it. was on it most powerful well. jedi knights okay here we go he's got it split up it's just loading um okay so this one doesn't have the uh this one doesn't have the like the the actual um midi-chlorians but it's got luke skywalker yoda anon jertis ancient jedi master obi-wan kenobi kaja sinis mace windu ben skywalker plo koon anakin skywalker cc denoe princess leia organa skywalker solo <laughs> kyle katarn kiedi mundi mara jade and then it just a number are made up the sith one i think was very interesting let's see if i can find that where was cc'd an email on that list Ten. That was like 10th okay yeah um was powerful what, what bullshit sith name is going to be on there i don't know that's what i'm looking at most powerful sith lords okay oh there's also a separate one for mini chlorians so we're okay we did forget to call out the uh the fantastic fleet cameo that's true so number one is Darth Sidious with Kyber Crystal specifically. <laughs> um, then we've got Vader, Bane, Plagueis, Tyrannus, Rage, Maul, Scars, Imperius, Revan, Gore, Vac, Slain, Al Gore, Vicrone, Malak, Exorcun, Jayo, Jade, Seer, Sec Secretus, Thrax, Scorch, Craptar. <laughs> 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 Erois, Ferocious, Morton, Mortronic. Oh my god, there's so many of them. Okay, and I also got, got some more here too. I can tell you guys what episode seven was going to really be. Oh yeah, yeah, we got the we got the the uh, midichlorian count where Anakin has twenty seven hundred. Uh, <laughs> Palpatine with Kyber Crystal specifically has two twenty thousand. Um. <laughs> 20,000 compared yeah, to Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I meant 27,000. Okay, okay. Well, I, I was thinking, like, for a, for a microbial... Well, Darth Bane has like less a... than Kiedi Mundi. That's kind of surprising. Well, that's... It, it's, it's all officially true. Darth Bane is less than Yaddle. And we don't... Darth Bane is less than General Grievous. He's not even Force-sensitive. I told you General Grievous was really high up on the list. He's only... General Grievous is only, only has 100 less midi-chlorians than Mace Windu. <laughs> yep. Chewbacca has seven thousand. Really? I, I no, I, I believe it. Chewbacca's I, only slightly less force sensitive than Anakin's or Jason Solo. He has he has Loi as his nephew. Like there's some there's some force potential in that family. Yoda was about to start training him in Episode Three. That's why him and Tarful were so close. Like him, Chewbacca, and Tarful. That was going to be the, Episode Seven. Uh, the title. Sure. Um, I don't think he actually has a title. Oh, oh, the Hidden Circle. It's called the Hidden Circle, written by George Lucas. Thirty years have passed since the Battle of Endor, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, where both Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader met their doom. During the decades since, the remnants of the Empire have been defeated, and the New Republic formed out of the ashes. However, dre dreaded adversaries still exist. A rogue group of Dark Jedi have emerged that threaten the fragile stability that the New Republic enjoys. Cloud City has been converted into one of many Jedi Temple training facilities. Um, 
The new Jedi Order consists of about 7,000 knights. Wow. That's like uh, more than the old Jedi Order. Yeah. During routine Jedi training on Bespin, Bespin? How, does, dark... how did he think that they could make 7,000 Jedi Knights in 30 years? That's a lot. That's a lot of Jedi Knights. Is there like a correspondence course that Luke runs or something? Yeah, it's like an MLM now. Where it's like... Or maybe there's a one lot Jedi of survivors. You get their midi-chlorians and stuff. <laughs> Chewie's just out there getting midi-chlorians out. R2-D2 ends up killing a dark Jedi, though, which is kind of sick. What's R2-D2's uh, midichlorian count, though? Three million. <laughs> Do you mean, okay. so, wait, Super Saiyan 1 R2-D2 or Super Saiyan 2? <laughs> uh, Super Saiyan 3 R2-D2 with Kyber Crystal. <laughs> well, hold on. Episode 8 is called um, is called The Republican Crisis, and it starts off with after having their clandestine base destroyed by the New Jedi Order in Episode 7. That's kind of what happened. Destroyed Wait. by the new Jedi Order in Episode yeah. Seven. I think it's the Sith base that's going to be. Yeah, and then the Dark Jedi decide to remain hidden and underground until the clones of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker have fully matured. Oh my God! Meanwhile, the Republic faces a new war from a group of Super Commandos who call themselves the Mandalorians. So we're dealing with the Sith War, and then we also have the Mandalorian Crusade starting again in Episode. Yeah. Oh, all right. Maybe we'll have to do a big Super Shadow review episode. But uh, Princess Leia bikini picture is that's right under Episode Seven trailer for information. Oh my goodness! Does that cause website. a political scandal when those leak in universe? Like there has to be, like footage. Of, I don't know if you ever saw the the some more news video of like Star Wars news yeah. where they did the yeah, it was really funny on Jabba's yacht. Well, isn't there one? Isn't there a book where they um. They talk where well, there's like a recording of her killing them, killing Jabba. If there is, it's got to be fucking uh, Tatooine ghost or something. <laughs> that sounds very Tatooine ghosty. Kind of just curious about Indiana Jones Five as well. That one could be on the money still. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our uh, for our Obi Wan episode one and two review. We'll be back on the regular night next Thursday with. Agents of Chaos. Yeah. Heroes Trial? Jedi Trial? The first one. Uh, continuing our new Jedi Order journey. There will be more celebration news, I'm sure, for us to talk about. But, uh, yeah. Anything Anything mm. else for you? Nope, that's it. Thanks for watching, guys. And remember, if you're watching on YouTube for the first time and you enjoyed this, uh, and you want to hear more about Darth Rage, the biological hybrid cyborg from Star Wars Episode Nine. um... Consider checking out the TapCaf Transmissions podcast. That's TapCaf, T-A-P-C-A-F, Transmissions. And you can find the links to that down in the description. Have yeah, a good cool. week. Goodbye, everybody.